so um welcome back everybody to grumpy poodle talks uh this is episode two and today i have the lovely sophie with me um sophie did you want to tell everybody a little bit about you sure um hi everyone um i am a fashion student at the moment in my third year um and I'm also running a magazine at the moment called Boys Club which is a female sneaker magazine um which we'll talk a bit about more later um but yeah just in my third year at uni during Covid um just a girl trying to get through life just trying to get through life that is literally (laughs) how Covid feels right now isn't it (laughs) yeah um, so those of you that don't know, Sophie and I are on the same fashion course. So we've known each other for a while now. So this again, it, it's just me with people that I know. <laughs> um, so um, I'm not sure if I said already, I think I made this exact same mistake last time, but um, I'm Abby and I'm the podcast host. Um, and I think we should just get right down to it because do I it. feel like we have a lot to talk about today. A lot. Jump packs. Okay. Literally jam-packed. So the first question I wanted to ask you is what is your experience of the sexism and misogyny that is like prevalent in the sneaker industry? Because I know it's something that you're passionate about and it is something that I think needs highlighting. Yeah, it's it's super important. I think in the last couple of weeks, I have felt a bit annoying talking about it just because of everything that's going on in the world at the moment it does seem a bit trivial but it is important to talk about it and I just think a lot of women who are into sneakers um feel a bit left behind because um well firstly a lot of shoe releases are just in men's sizing and I'm personally really lucky I'm a UK six so I can pretty much buy any shoe, but a lot of women are a a smaller size than that. So Yeah, I'm a three, so I have no luck, like no luck at all. I mean, I have the benefit of the fact that, like, I can get kids' size, so I can yeah a lot less, but it just means that there are certain things that just aren't available to me at all. It's really frustrating. Yeah, like, I, I meet men all the time that will say, you know, like, you can pay less for shoes, but what they don't realize is that, but there's only a small certain number of releases that are released in kids sizing. Um, yeah. Not that many. And um, I think for me personally, obviously I have the benefit of being a size six. Um, it's, it's mainly that attitude for me. Like I think a lot of men that I've met that are into sneakers have been quite um, positive about, you know women being into sneakers but there is a kind of sexism within the community and just um certain kind of groups on facebook and stuff if a woman posts in them they get treated differently than um if a man posts in them and um i did a lot of research as well for my dissertation and found that you know a lot of women have experienced um men kind of sexualizing them in sneaker groups and stuff when they've they've just been trying to talk about the things that they want to talk about you know and men the same will... old isn't it same old yeah literally and people will just comment saying you know 
things about their body or things about their appearance and it's just not necessary um or on the other hand which has happened to me a lot is that you know you'll post something about a shoe or about streetwear and people just laugh at you because you're a woman and you know I'm obviously not going to speak for everyone here because a lot of men do accept women but a lot of men just kind of see that a girl's posted and they just think she's a girl so she doesn't know anything about sneakers she doesn't know anything about streetwear and it's not the case obviously um and the other thing as well is the kind of sneaker brands as well they promote a lot of male athletes and um all the products that they release are kind of aimed at men using male models and that kind of thing so there are loads of different little things that kind of feed into it which is why it's a problem that so long to solve because there are so many different elements to it um but yeah it's just mainly just attitudes you know attitude literally other that i think like you said, with everything that's happening at the moment, I can understand why, oh, excuse me, I just did like a tiny little cough that didn't really come out. (laughs) Um, I I can understand why you feel like it isn't really relevant, but it still is something that needs to be talked about because it still is sexism and it's still misogyny. And it's literally just because you're a woman. It's literally just because of that. And even though there are these massive things happening at the moment, which need desperately to be talked about, this needs to be talked about too. This is still another way that if you gave into it and you were like, I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I'm a woman and I don't want them to be laughing at me because I'm a woman. Like they're winning, if you get me. Like you, you can have this yeah. enjoyment and it doesn't matter if they think it's stupid or not. It's what you enjoy. Yeah. And like I've met guys before that are into sneakers and they'll say, you know, things like oh if if a girl posts about sneakers and you know she's wearing a basic outfit in her photo then I won't take her seriously and it's like it's just the most aggravating thing because oh my god (laughs) not to be judgmental but I know a lot of men that have great taste in sneakers but you know maybe don't care so much about clothes and it's like why yeah and that's absolutely fine there's nothing wrong with that but it's just the it's the way that the genders are treated differently for me and another thing as well which I'll talk about more later is um that I just feel like there's absolutely no space in the sneaker community for anyone who doesn't identify as male or female like because these sneaker groups are so heavily male dominated and this isn't to put a bad image on men as a whole but I'm constantly seeing people posting in these groups saying, what does everyone think about, you know, gender neutral people? Like, I think it's oh, rubbish. No, this. No, I think no, it's that. No. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I, I don't understand why people have to have an opinion on something that they literally have never experienced. It's like, so I, I had a really similar experience with this and like, I don't mind sharing it, but um, so I was suffering really badly with like my uh well like how I looked at my body like I was having a lot of body image issues um and it really developed uh only recently but I realized what was fueling it was following loads of male run pages and like yeah like it's nothing to do with the day-to-day man who 
genuinely wants people to be happy, wants people to be accepted for who they are. But as a collective, those conversations where you can see something like where it, it's a conversation, it might be a clip or it might be a photo where the conversation doesn't need to be had, but then the caption will be like, thoughts? Question mark. And it's like, no, yeah. like, there's no need for the thoughts. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh my god, trust me. So there's this one really big streetwear group that I'm in, and I'm not going to say the name just because I don't want to put a bad image on it. But if anyone's listening to this who's really into sneakers, they'll know what group it is. Um, and people always post in there, like I don't know why, but people always post in there. I guess they're bored, saying like, you know, um, unpopular opinions thread. And oh, my god. Yeah. oh my god! Oh my god! kind of unnecessary but I kind of get it in a way because a, a lot of people will comment fashion related things you know like I don't like yeah. Yeezys or whatever and it it starts an interesting conversation but then you get the people commenting saying that being gender neutral is a is is just rubbish or it's a lie or whatever oh God, um, it happened like I don't know like a week ago or something so I replied to this guy's comment and a few other women replied to this comment with the same um opinion as me which I think is really interesting that it's often women that are more open to um different gender identities but that's a conversation for another day um Mm -hmm. but um yeah and it's just you know the the thread was saying to keep these unpopular opinions respectful and loads of people loads of men were coming for me saying why why are you you know complaining about this guy it's an unpopular opinions thread and it's like yeah but it doesn't need to be so personal that it's about someone's gender identity like just say like you know i don't like chip or something like it doesn't need yeah. to be about, like, also there was um there was a thing like like I said about how I was following all these pages I just unfollowed them because I was like I cannot be dealing with this anymore but it's that phrase oh, I'm trying to think of the exact phrase but it's like you can have freedom of expression but that doesn't mean it's freedom of consequences like if yeah. you're gonna say that someone is not the gender that they identify as and then you're like yeah but it's my opinion it doesn't work like that and I just yeah. I hate that it's toxic masculinity but it also is partly extreme toxic masculinity as well it's yeah. you can't like deny someone's existence just because your opinion disagrees with it and i can't believe we're still having this conversation in 2021 yeah. like. it's so exhausting and like i remember this guy coming back to me as well saying you know like I meet trans people and gender fluid people all the time and you know I do respect them because I don't say anything to them and I'm like well you're saying it behind their back (laughs) like but but also you don't get a cookie for not like for not someone's existence like also while we're on the topic you also did not get a cookie for not raping harassing stalking women like these are basic human being traits that you should be able to do and not expect praise for because women do it daily and get no praise. So Trust just, just, just on the topic, on the topic while we're there. But anyway, that's a yeah. whole that's a whole other thing we could go on about. Um, no, I'm glad you said it. It was it was necessary. Um, so yeah, I I 100 like I'm I'm not a, a, as big into sneakers as you are. Like. I have a couple of pairs. I'm not crazy about them, um, but it like you see all those memes where it's like 
women's trainers are made with like misogyny and like a little bit of glitter and it seems like so true because like the colors yeah that are sometimes choose where it's like it's like oh it's our women's line and there's like pink and red and it's like okay. yeah like are those the only colors we're allowed to like like what is that about literally like the thing is like I, I'm kind of at an advantage because I'm quite a feminine person so for me like when I see pink and purple shoes you know I personally go crazy for it but also there are so many other shoes that we want to buy as well and it is just that sexism and I think it is slowly changing because a lot of sneaker brands are kind of interviewing women and finding out you know their opinions and um, employing female designers and stuff but honestly I think the attitude in the community is like the biggest problem it's it's, it's gatekeeping that's literally what it is yeah and, it, uh, it, it sounds like it definitely yeah and like you know I won't go on about for ages but obviously I did my dissertation on this uh, topic and it was really interesting um researching like the history of the sneaker subculture back from like the 70s and the 80s and realizing that it's so deeply rooted because and this isn't necessarily a bad thing but sneakers have always been connected with hip-hop which I absolutely love but hip-hop you know as much as I love that music it is quite a sexist industry and absolutely um, yeah you know and I just feel like all these things kind of tie in together and another thing that I found out in my research is that shoes in general have always been made to um, demobilize women so even back in like the early oh, so, 90- so you're gonna my blood boiled though <laughs> <laughs> literally like as I said like I won't go into it loads but you know there was a time years like centuries and centuries ago where men and women both wore heels like everyone wore heels it was it was like a um I don't know like a sign of power or something everyone wore heels it was a normal thing and then just at some point it became a women's thing to stop them from leaving the house basically and even though we're so many centuries forward now those kind of ideals are deeply rooted in footwear as a whole and you know there there are so many things absolutely yeah sneakers are just they're a very mobile shoe and that's why I feel like they've always been targeted towards men and obviously the connections with um sport as well but yeah, yeah there's just so many things there was um there's a comedian I like um called um Elijah um I think it's Slashinger um I think she might have just got married and changed her name but I'm not sure but one of her jokes she says about um how women like she goes on how there's certain things that are made to look a certain way and it's like you wear heels so that you can't outrun your attacker and it's like mm. how how true is that when you actually think about it because we're taught that like there is a I think there is still a massive uh well not following but maybe interesting women who wear heels and like how yeah. they can be sexual especially I don't want to like talk about it massively but like the shoe fetish and foot fetish and around that um and yeah. about women in heels and then that goes translated because some women like to wear heels and they like to feel good about themselves in that way and they'll wear it on a night out but it makes them vulnerable um and yeah. like that shouldn't even be a thing anyway but it's crazy isn't it that it's, it's actually so right it 
by yeah, being um, yourself and by wearing what you wanted to wear, it makes you more vulnerable if it, um, than if you'd worn trainers, which I just don't think, so. yeah. I don't think that's fair. It's just crazy, like, you never realise how, you know, different industries are really, like, pushing these ideas forward, like, maybe subconsciously, but, you know, a lot of it is just out of our control, you know, like, it's, yeah. it's just crazy. But yeah, moving forward, I think, hopefully, you know, I saw a great interview the other day, StockX did an interview with, um, sneaker sisterhood which is a uk based um women's sneaker platform and that was really really nice to read so hopefully things are going to get better but yeah as i said before it does just feel a bit weird talking about it with all the really serious things going on right now but this is an issue that has been you know around for a long time so gotta keep pushing exactly but so it's like i said this is still an important topic because even in this alone We've spoken about sexism and about how men, like, how they don't allow women to be part of the community, how they make fun of yeah. you if you're part of the community. We've spoken about how shoes can make a woman vulnerable. Like, they, if yeah. you're interlinked, just because you're not talking about that one topic doesn't mean you're not doing something. So please stop feeling bad, because I wouldn't <laughs> have you on talking about it if I didn't think it was going to be good. True. Think of, it, think of it that way. Think of it that way. So... Moving on to the next question that I wanted to talk to you about, because I know this is a very personal topic for both of us, um, but how has COVID affected your experience as a fashion student? And even more specifically, how has it affected your experience as a third year fashion student? Oh my God. Hasn't it just been wild? It really (laughs) has. (laughs) I think... um... For me personally, like, it's hard to put it down to one thing, but the motivation is just not there <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think it, it sounds like a really small thing to say, but, and I never realised it in first or second year, but one of the things that motivated me the most to do my work was lecture, going into lectures, because, yeah. you know, we would all have that face-to-face interaction with each other, but we would also have it with our lecturers. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, yeah, we're still speaking to them on Zoom and stuff, but it just isn't the same. Like, it's just not the same. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it just isn't the same. I think it's Um, because when we had to, uh, like, get up and go to lectures, even when it was ones that like was first thing in the morning and you really didn't want to go you still had to get up get ready like make yourself presentable for the day and leave the house and then you you had a destination to go to whereas with covid like you could stay at home you didn't really need to get dressed like you could just do whatever and still attend your lectures online and that yeah I think not even just being a fashion student I think that was just the universal student experience or at least British student experience yeah definitely and like I think it's been really hard with the lack of structure during the day like you know it's easy to say we'll just set yourself a routine but like it's so hard to stick to a routine when you kind of have nothing to I don't want to say nothing to live for because that's very dramatic but like you don't have a reason to stick you know you can say yeah I'm gonna 
up every day and do my skincare and do this and do that but like you don't have like a physical thing making you do that and it's it's really hard to keep it up and it's it's hard because every day is kind of the same and because you're not in and out of lectures and in and out of working times and rest times when you're not doing uni work you just feel like you should be doing uni work and you don't have that kind of work-life balance anymore yeah yeah it's all blended in together yeah like because you're at your desk and you might even be in the same room as your bed doing your uni work like that doesn't and you're in it every day like that would maybe be like once every two weeks or or maybe even a little bit more than that that you sat in your own room your uni work like I know loads of people would go to the library um or would even like sit in a coffee shop just like the cute little stereotype of oh I'm gonna go and sit and do my uni work and have a coffee at Cafe Nero or whatever like people would genuinely do that and now the idea of doing that it's almost a bit scary to be honest because being around that many people um and not knowing what the future is going to be I know it's even just a bit scary for me yeah, listen, I, um, I'm going to be real with you here. I went to the library today and yeah. yesterday and um, I've been at my parents for a few weeks, which has been really nice because they live in like the middle of nowhere and I've been able to go out for walks and not wear any makeup because I know that I'm not going to see anyone and it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, both of these days when I've left for the library, you know, I've just felt this intense anxiety about going out into public because it's like the feeling of like you know when you're inside for so long and people seeing you again like I don't know it's obviously like overthinking or whatever but it's just it's stressful like feeling like you need to present yourself to people in a certain way again like even just walking down the road nowadays like sometimes I feel really anxious because I'm just like I'm not used to this anymore like this isn't part of my life anymore you know and like I went to the library yesterday and I was getting a little bit overwhelmed like I was with my friends and I was having a good time and I was doing my work but I was just like this is the you know my face my body hasn't been this exposed to other people for such a long time and now I'm so stressed because I feel like everyone's watching me and looking at me and looking at how I look and it is just a lot like yeah as much as get back to reality like it is hard as well no no I hear you um I mean my experience hasn't been the same because and, and I know this drives you a bit frustrating sometimes and to the people that don't know me I'm not a pick me but like I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I know and I knew she was gonna laugh when she had that but um the experience that Sophie's gone through of like showing her bare face and being who she was and like her authentic self I haven't had that trauma like well not trauma but like I haven't felt that anxious about it so I can't really relate to that part but I can relate to the part about like just being anxious about seeing people in general yeah it's just when you're in the same four walls for so long like you know obviously I go out for a walk every day and stuff but it's just it's I don't know it's just we're getting back into reality and I'm really glad about that but it is anxiety provoking a little bit for sure um 
but at the same time you know I do not want to go back like staring at the same four walls every day there is absolutely no motivation no inspiration like I think even just you know it sounds stupid but like going on nights out and stuff like there are gonna be things that subconsciously inspire you and inspire your work like creatively going to exhibitions even like was something that I did a lot before and you know even just seeing other people having conversations with other people like some some it inspires something within you that's gonna help your creativity and we've just not had that but you know it's it's not to complain everyone's in the same boat but I think we all just need to um, be a bit kinder to ourselves you know because we have lost a lot and it's happened quite gradually I think so we haven't necessarily noticed it but our lives have changed so much and we can't keep expecting ourselves to you know produce the same amount of work and the same type of work as we were before because everything is so different yeah definitely um because oh i my think God, pre- you, you literally you literally are preaching like <laughs> um, but, <laughs> I'm, um, the thing that i think has stuck out most for me um is mainly just like like you said the lack of um face-to-face time with people mm-hmm. like in, in lectures but like the lack of equipment as well um and the stress like if you were to go and get a camera to do a shoot or or traveling to a shoot with somebody else to do like to style an outfit or to be there to help like to do whatever the stress of covid whilst doing that like yeah we've just been completely abandoned by the government like we we barely had a school anyway but we've just been 100 percent abandoned they were just like oh, a few of you could die. We've killed loads of people anyway. So just a few more. What does that matter? Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to go there because that's a whole other thing that I can go into. But um, yeah, that, that's yeah. the main Every- thing I've struggled with. Everyone needs to know now that this is a, a non-Tory podcast. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, just in case that wasn't clear. <laughs> no, listen, like they have, barely even acknowledged us and it is so frustrating like because we are just spending so much money (laughs) so much money and you know what I get it like I get that you know in terms of the actual university itself there's not a lot they can do their hands are tied I just hope that I think the best thing that could come out of this situation for me would be if we graduate and you know things start getting back to normal um maybe we could use the facilities after we graduate or something like I think that would be quite a good thing for us because we've lost out on so much yeah um I think that would be, and good be obviously that. the money thing as well you know if 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 they could refund us that would be great that, that, that would uh, be great but let's not get our hopes up because they don't care about us that much yeah but I think um as as well like you know the lectures that we've had this year and stuff I think it it seems like the bare minimum to ask but if we could have access to those things like after we graduate I think that would be so helpful because you know we just we've lost a lot um but I think one positive thing for me I don't know if you feel the same is Mm. 
the whole um, kind of webinar situation um, with Graduate Fashion Foundation and other people that are putting on webinars, I kind of see that as a positive because if these people were putting on talks a year ago, we probably wouldn't have attended them, you know, if they were in central London or whatever. Um, And it's really great that we can we can be in Southampton and join in on these things you know from a distance and get the same kind of level of information that other unis are getting in London I think that's really great and some of them have been so helpful like some of the guests that they've had have been really great like there was the shelter one which I absolutely loved um so that's been really good but uh don't know what else (laughs) No, I actually, I really agree. I, I hadn't really considered that um, about the not being able to get to the uh, like the lecture. Um, well, what would have been the lecture, but being able to do it on the webinar that was actually really good because there was so many that I've attended that yeah, were brands that uh, like I may have heard of um, or like didn't know about. But then when I actually read what the description was, it was stuff that I really should have known about, and it was stuff that I was deeply passionate about. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I hadn't even I hadn't even considered the positives. So that's really good. <laughs> I mean, you know, PMA, positive mental attitude. That's what my friend Zoe said to me yesterday. I, I picked that phrase up, and I absolutely love it. PMA. That's PMA. That is the phrase of this podcast. Keep an eye out for the Sophie Brocklebank quote of this episode. <laughs> Hashtag PMA. Hashtag it's, it's PMA. Hard. It's hard to have one. Also, Abby, um, mm. oh my God, isn't the workload this year just absolutely mental? Oh, it's, <laughs> if you're not a university student um, or if you were a university, uh, uni- I can't talk, university student um, pre-2000s, you have no idea the level of work that we have to do right now. And I'm not saying that it wasn't hard in their time, but it's completely different. Um, like this workload has been extreme because we're working on our final major project which for me is my podcast then we're working on um internships that we had to do over summer and evaluating them now we're updating our cv and our portfolio and a group project all of this stuff during covid and in our final year like so i don't even know how we've made it this far i don't even know (laughs) it's so crazy and don't forget as well the freelance business plan Oh, oh god that that is just the worst one for me because you know it's it's good practice the thing is like I don't have any beef with like the things that were being taught but it's just with the FMP like I think we kind of both have the same attitude with our FMPs where it's very much like a passion project you know like what we're doing is something that we would probably still do if we weren't at uni and it's something that's very personal to us and we love doing and all you all you want to do is just put your all into that project and put all of your time into it and make it amazing and make it everything you want it to be but we just don't have time we really don't we really don't and that's so unfair because people know and and I like seeing on LinkedIn at the moment that or, or on Twitter and everything debunking the working yourself like overworking yourself myth because yeah. if you burn yourself out for success, you are not giving the level that you need to reach your full potential. Like, yeah. and 
it's getting to that point where it feels like we're going to burn ourselves out if we keep working this hard all the time. I feel guilty having a day off uni work. Like, yeah. A day, and people talk about uni students like they do nothing and that they sit around all day. And then if I hear comments like that, I'm like, if I take a day off, the only day off that I haven't felt guilty about was my birthday in February. Like, how is that fair? <laughs> so sad because, like, you know, people who have a normal job, I mean, obviously can't speak for everyone, but a lot of people a who have a nine to five job where you don't bring work home. Yeah. And you get the whole weekend off and it's just, yeah. Oh. I think that this kind of workload that we have at the moment, I was speaking to my dad about it and he was saying, you know, just try and get through it because after you finish uni like no job is going to be this much work and I really hope he was right I don't know if I'm 100% convinced but hopefully he was right I mean I think Uh, he'll be right in some ways but we are looking to go in a a very um competitive industry like a and it's uh, known for having well I say it's known I didn't really know about it until I looked at it properly and when I attended university it's known for having terrible mental health and known for overworking the people in it so it I think he's right that it will be perhaps less work of all these different content but it will be a lot of work yeah I mean it's it's good that it's preparing us but I think it's just hard when when you choose something that you love so much for your FMP and then you kind of have to um stop yourself from creating I don't even know what the words are but from from putting your all into it basically because we've got all these other assignments as well and it's just like I wish that we could just do this and make it phenomenal and you know not saying that they're not going to be good but I have all these ideas floating around my head and I'm just like I don't have time to you know I want to do a YouTube channel and a TikTok and all of this and it's like I I know I'm not going to have time to do it and it's just like it's very sad, but um, PMA. <laughs> PMA. P- I love PMA. that. PMA. That is the quote of this episode. I'm going to keep saying it. Um, while you're talking about your magazine, that leads me to Ooh. the third and final question of this podcast, which is basically the chance for Sophie to give herself a massive shout out. Um, and so the question is, can you tell us more about your new magazine? Absolutely, I can um so it's called boys club the instagram is boys club magazine um and yeah it's basically i mean it's it kind of started off as a sneaker magazine for women but i think as it's evolved it's more of a sneaker magazine for everyone that empowers women because I just don't believe in excluding anyone. <laughs> yeah. To be honest. Um, and you know, I don't I don't want to exclude men. Like I want men to enjoy the platform as well. I don't want it just to be for women. And obviously I say women with the X in women. Yeah. I don't think it's pronounced differently. So I'm just gonna say women. Actually, no, I, I searched this up and this may just be because I didn't do enough research, but I think it is pronounced the same way. It's just a different spelling. Yeah, I think so. Um, thank you for clarifying no worries Um, worries. (laughs) but yeah it's basically just a magazine that 
uh, talks a lot about women in the sneaker industry and women who are into sneakers and also just sneaker culture in general. So like streetwear and music and maybe even a little bit of history, who knows? Um, And we just want to be inclusive to everyone and we want to empower people. And I didn't actually realise before I started the zine that there are a few other female sneaker magazines out there as well. So I'm getting inspiration from them too, following all of them. And it's really nice to kind of come together with everyone. And um, yeah, I'm really into art direction and graphics and stuff. So that's going to be a big influence in the magazine. It's going to be um kind of beautiful and I also just kind of want to reclaim what it is to be feminine in my kind of sense of the word because streetwear and sneakers you know are kind of seen to be quite a masculine thing and I enjoy wearing um men's clothing a lot of the time but I'm also quite a feminine person so I kind of want to find a way to incorporate femininity into this kind of culture and embrace it and just you know love women and uh the thing that I'm kind of trying to do more of at the moment because I haven't found as many people is giving a platform to more like trans people and non-binary people intersex people um I haven't really found anyone yet but I'm still searching if anyone knows anyone let me know um but yeah, we just want we just want to empower everyone, you know. You could everyone. even you could do um you could do maybe like a cast calling. I don't know if that's the right way to talk yeah. about it, but like you could you could then people are able to hear that like yo you're safe here. We want you here. We accept you for whoever you are. Literally, we want everyone here, and also as well just with different body shapes. Like I follow so many amazing female um sneaker sort of influencers and you know they're all amazing but I feel like everyone I follow is you know kind of slim and I want to find some more people I want to I just want it to represent different people you know that's the main aim inclusivity diversity at its full potential everybody being accepted for who they are and that's that's the right thing man that's the right thing (laughs) yeah and the thing is like I um I want it to be a really fun and positive space but I also want to bring light to serious issues as well so it's kind of finding that balance between the two you know I don't want it to be really like dark and you know this is what's wrong with the world and blah 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 but I want to kind of talk about serious issues but then also bring the fun into it as well and yeah I'm just I'm really excited to put it out there you know I can't wait I'm excited for you um I can see that we actually have our first question um so I got a question we have have a question so I'm gonna play it now and see whoever whoever it is has to say damn y'all some sexy ass mamas (laughs) y'all got my stimulus you have some sexy ass mamas. I absolutely cannot. That that was great. Sorry, no, we don't have this to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're British, mate. 
That was so beautiful. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I lo- love I lo- I wonder whether that was judged on our like avatars. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually think they were listening to what we had to say, but I'm good with that. <laughs> you know what? I will take it. That's made my absolute day. PMA. PMA. So um, moving on to the next bit of um, podcast, which is the hashtag GPT recommends section. So if you didn't tune in last week or if you're new to the podcast in general, um, GPT recommends is a hashtag that I've made specifically for the podcast and it's for sustainable and small businesses, hopefully fashion, but if not, like just businesses that you think deserve a shout out or some love. I normally say three people and then whoever my guest is says three people. So Sophie's going to say three people. Well, three, three businesses, not three people. Um, and then I'll be, when I have enough, um, I'll be creating posts that show the different names. Um, if you comment, hashtag GPT recommend, so then I can see the businesses or if you use it in your own caption so I can see your business, then it's great because then I can actually find it. So Sophie, do you want to say your three recommendations? Oh, shall I? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Okay, I'm going to start off with um, a girl called Laura Shannon. Her Instagram is Laura Shannon Fashion. And she is someone that I met through my internship at Girlzine. And she is basically a designer who is made to order one girl brand Um, she makes these crazy rainbow bright colorful clothing she makes these faux fur bags earrings everything and if anyone's listening um that watches drag race she's also made looks for ahura who is a drag queen um and yeah she she just makes everything to order it's very sustainable and um she's an amazing designer so that's laura sharon fashion um shall i go on to my next one as well yeah, just, just keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Um, my second one, who I have been following for such a long time, is a brand called Fits Pleasure. And I'm going to spell this out because it's spelled, you know, very alternatively. Okay. Um, it's Fits with a Z. And then right. Pleasure is spelled like leisure. <laughs> right. Okay. So it's like fits with a z and then oh my god this girl is crazy i love it um <laughs> p-l-e-i-s-u-r-e um anyway you'll you'll post it so you know it's absolutely fine but um this is a lingerie brand um from melbourne Mel- melbourne melbourne oh my god what is wrong with me <laughs> Um, a girl called Sonali she makes it all herself and she kind of brands it as soft and dreamy which I absolutely love and yeah she makes all this handmade uh, lingerie it's amazing it's custom sizing so she's had people of all different body shapes and ethnicities buy from her um, and she just makes the most amazing garments they're so beautiful I'm still waiting to buy from her because they are a little bit on the spenny side but one day one day um, the last brand i want to mention is razor denim which is rzr denim on instagram and this is a london brand it's black owned um by a woman called maria pearl and she basically takes 
recycled vintage denim and reworks them in her studio and creates these like one-off pieces and she also does customization fringing and altering denim um and she does jackets jeans shorts everything um and yeah it's amazing and i think she also recently did some jeans for maya jama wow Um, yeah pretty big pretty big and yeah um just a very very cool denim brand so love it um so then my three recommend uh three recommendations if i can speak properly um there's um embroider me which is um embroider and then under dash um m double e um and again uh similar to my one last week it basically does what it says on the tin um it's a sustainable fashion brand and they take commissions um for um embroidering it can be on t-shirts on tote bags um really it's just you just have to have a look because she will show she shows her artwork um and it's available on her like on her website but also on her instagram it's just really pretty it's really nice colors and it's just sustainable and and that's what we love to hear about um then the second um recommendation i wanted to do similar to sophie's um is Eve Poppy Swim, uh, which is a lingerie slash swimwear brand. Um, it's a slow fashion brand, so it is made to measure, um, which we love. We love. Um, and yes. it, um, just individual pieces, like she has leopard print pre- uh, pieces, there's heart pieces, like it, but like it's made to measure, so it's inclusive for everybody. And then my third shout out, which Maybe a bit of a cop out, but I did want to give a shout out. It's Club uh, Boys Club magazine because it's run by one of my closest friends, and it's just like it's reclaiming space. I don't want to take that from this graceful uh, magazine from last week, but it's (laughs) a space for women um, in the sneaker industry, and that's what we want. That's all we can ask for. Oh my god, that was cute as hell. You are cute as hell. So thank you. Did you want to just say the three names again, just just in case? Yes, um, Laura Shannon Fashion. Yep. Fitz Pleasure, which is a Fitz with a Z and a Pleasure with a I. Yep. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, and R Z R Denim. Amazing. So that's Sophie's three, and then my three this week have been um, Embroider Me, which is embroider with um an underdash um and m double e then eve poppy swim and then boys club magazine um so if you haven't checked the update on instagram our twitter handle has actually changed it's now grumpy p talks because at first i couldn't have the s for grumpy poodle talks and then it turned out that i hadn't spelled grumpy right so Ah! I i just can't talk apparently i can't type when it comes to twitter which is great um so the handle for has changed, but I now have a link tree um, attached to the Instagram account. So just have a look for things from there. Um, Sophie, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I have had a great time. Was that, did that help in any way? Was that therapeutic? I sound like our lecturers. Oh, it was amazing. And you know, I we haven't mentioned it yet, but I'm a Leo, so I Yeah, love... sorry, so Sophie is a Leo. <laughs> Yeah, I love to talk. <laughs> I love to talk, especially about myself. Um, 
for anybody who listened last week when Amber said about creating things um Sophie was actually texting me as the episode happened and when I gave a shout out to Leah women it made her night so uh, I it had did. to have her of course I did <laughs> yes but yeah so um I'm gonna wrap it all up there I think we've talked for enough time I think we've talked enough <laughs> I mean never enough but yeah the hour is nearly done yeah the hour is nearly done so again so thanks so much for coming on um thank you to everybody who listened thank you to the person who gave us their little I don't even know what to call it is it a voice note is it it wasn't even a question (laughs) calling us beautiful (laughs) that was uh the best part of my day for sure after this after recording this obviously obviously so yeah thank you so much to everybody and I'll see you next week